Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Not every home is warm and inviting. In fact, some homes are just cold and haunted. Now Paratruth presents The Haunted House Diaries with special guest Bill Hall. What's up folks? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to Paratruth Radio. Justin, what's going on, dude? Um... I can see it's going well. Everything is awesome. You you suck. The last time I heard that stupid song, it stuck in my head for two months. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than this one. Hang on. Oh, no. Where is it? Actually, I kind of enjoy that one more. (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) Well, we have... Some exciting stuff going on this week. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Well, just because today we have Bill Hall. Indeed. Is that the only reason? Well, and we have another S Files coming up. That's true. See that? I already forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said interesting okay. stuff, so I was like, wait a second. If Bill Hall's the only reason, that's not really stuff. It's just <laughs> it's one thing. <laughs> Well, anyway, folks, we do have a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio here for you, and we have a very special guest. He's been on once before, and he's here with us again. His name is Bill Hall, and he is the author of the new book, The Haunted House Diaries. So without further ado, let's go to the line with Bill Hall. Now, Eric's random facts of the day. Have you ever seen an insect, or a plant, or perhaps even a weed of some sort, and questioned what it was? Well, according to FactSlides.com, Michigan State University will identify any insect, anthropod, plant, or weed for free if you send a picture of the specimen via email. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name's Justin. 
And I'm Eric. And we've been talking to Bill Hall about his most recent book, The Haunted House Diaries. Now, Bill, before we went to break, we were talking about the little boy's uh, supposed imaginary friend. Uh, and his name was Ashua, correct? Uh, Ashwar. And, Ashwar. And, and as I say, invisible but not imaginary. <laughs> right, right. So this thing came, or you said it wasn't in the tree, it was standing in front of the tree. It turned into this mist, but it almost looks like a tadpole and then into a serpent and then into this mist. Uh, well, I, I compare it to look like a tadpole slash serpent. You know, some most people say serpent that have seen it, but, you oh, know, mm-hmm. so, I, I, yeah. I, I thought a tadpole slash serpent, but same kind of, right. you know. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Look, yeah. yeah, you know, same kind of look to it. It's, so... Um, and you had said that uh, you talked to somebody who had filmed these things before. What was his take on what they are? Did he think they were extraterrestrial, some type of spiritual be- being? Uh, yeah, he thought they were. He, his theory is that they're aliens and uh, that he's observed um, what he believes are uh, even spacesuits over time. And he there's uh, orbs that appear which he believes are some sort of energy uh source so he's you know he's got his theory but of course you know like he says you know we don't know we don't know what they are he said but i've been watching them you know i think he watched watched them for like two years or something he, he was you know filming this uh stuff and uh you know he's he's described things that look like helmets and you know and, and that kind of thing and, you know, who knows? He could be misinterpreting or could be right on, but his best guess is aliens, but, you know, uh, who knows, right? I mean, that's, I mean, of course, doesn't look like any typical alien that I know from the literature, but, right. you know, that's why I just call it, you know, entity for lack of better word, unless it's an obvious gray or something like that. But, uh, but they were about, you know, three feet high or so. So, you know, the size is kind of right, but who knows, right? I mean, they're, right. You know, and, and, you know, and it's Paul Paulino, of course, uh, and you know, I talk about in the book about contacts, you know, we're, we're all guilty of this. It's very hard to not try to make sense of things, look for connections, put them in ways that fit with our beliefs or not even our beliefs, but just, you know, we have to try to interpret it somehow. And we tend to think of things inside as more spirits right if you see something inside as a spirit if you see it outside it's ufo you know mm-hmm. it's just kind of a natural way to think about it but um you know there's things that have happened at this house for example that are more indicative of you know would be ufo phenomena but they're inside the house so the family would just interpret them as just another paranormal thing happening and uh, same thing outside you know outside something happens you, you know even if it's not like a UFO that you see in the sky. Right. But if it's something that happens outside, people tend to associate it more with UFOs than paranormal. Just mm-hmm. just the interesting observation of how we look at things, you know, in, in context, you know. Yeah. Or try, try to make sense of things and find connections, and it's natural. And, you know, and I and we all do it. I just think it's interesting to try to list as many possibilities as you can because it might be – what appears to be the most common and logical connection or could be something, of course, completely different. So, Or none of the above. Right, or none of the above, exactly. Or nothing, yeah, none of anything you can figure out. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Well, now, 
So one of the things that's really interesting that I've come across in my research is the numerous reports that people, um, I guess, make that I guess, I guess they claim that this paranormal and UFO type stuff happens at the same time. You know, they see UFOs in the sky. There's also on occasion and sometimes very often uh, paranormal activity going on at the same time. So. Yeah. Is yeah. there a possibility then that these two are linked in some way and perhaps it's even uh, both spiritual entities as opposed to a physical alien like most people or like the way Hollywood depicts uh, extraterrestrial life? Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, the best theory still that I think is out there, and there might be other theories that are also true, again, to to our points before, <laughs> it could be multiples or it could be none of them, but, mm-hmm. you know, quantum physics with multiple universes, and if this is a window open and all sorts of things come through it, then maybe that's why Bigfoot is good at hide-and-seek, and maybe, right. <laughs> you know, maybe, that's why, uh, maybe that's why UFOs could come and go so easily if they've learned to travel this way. doesn't mean they're friends with Bigfoot, or it doesn't mean that you know, poltergeists that come through are are of the same ilk as the others, but if they're all associated with these parallel world intersects and that kind of thing, then when you have a flap like this or a paranormal circus, as Paul calls it, or a paranormal crossroads, as as I, the cooler name I think, but uh, <laughs> now as you look at those things. Uh, you know, we used to think of all these things as separate. You know, let's, uh, you know, let's not talk, us UFO people are smart. Let's not talk to the ghost people. They're a little weird. And, <laughs> and then the ghost people are like, you know, the UFO people, okay, let's none of us talk to the Bigfoot people. <laughs> you know, but now it's, and, and it's not like brand new. Obviously we've been coming this way for quite a while that we're seeing that, hey, this is all, you know, we can't have this in silos anymore. It, it is all connected. I, I think uh, one of the UFO conferences I went to, I think last year, I think it was, if I remember right, it was some, it was in the 80%, something like 83% of time where there's, you know, UFO sightings and stuff. There's also these, you know, haunted houses going on. And, you know, so, you know, we're seeing the connection of this energy and how, or these portals or doors or windows or whatever you want to call them and, and how it's uh, impacting. But, you know, and Paul brings up a good point. He said, even back, you know, in Lindley Street, uh, he said, you know, we didn't even think of going to see if other houses were impacted. You know, when I did the book, I found at least three other houses that were also impacted at the same time, not in the same way by the same entities, but, you know, that they were experiencing, you know, phenomena too, because once a door is open, you know, multiple things can go through, could affect multiple houses, etc. And the other thing that they didn't think of at the time was to see, is there UFO activity? So, I, so now... Now, when you're hearing something like that at a UFO conference where they're saying you see UFOs, now you're also look at haunted house activity. That's, I mean, that's at least an advancement. It's so hard to make any advancements in this stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I was reading about UFOs in the 80s, and I don't think we know much more now than we did then. So it's like it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. But I think this multiverse and quantum physics and kind of the pan-paranormal or uh, or the commonality between the way the paranormal works uh, or travels or, you know, whatever, uh, is one of the one of the bigger and better uh, theories that have come around. Still theory and, you know, as Mark says, still highly speculative, Mark D'Antonio. But as an astrophysicist, he said, you know, uh, five years ago when, you know, when he first was talking about when he had his experiences and he was asking physicist friends, 
uh, you know, they were 50-50 on whether this multiple universe thing was a bunch of crap or not. And he said now in the last two years, he said it's probably like 95-5 or, you know, 97-3. You know, most of them are saying, yeah, yeah, it is, there is. Now, what it means and how it works and how, how it's experienced and all the other stuff is, of course, there's multiple theories, but, um, it, you know, it's almost in their minds, you know, a fact that there's multiple universes. But I mean, you know, we've always been very bad at looking beyond our own horizon. You know, first there was only eight planets or nine planets and there was eight. And then I think Pluto's voted back in and then, <laughs> there's only one galaxy, right? But no, now there's multiple galaxies. Oh, but there's only one universe. And now we're at the state. Oh, well, wait, there's multiple universes. So, you know, our, our world's getting bigger and our, our, you know, we're getting a little bit better at it. We're like, Oh, there's not nine planets. There's actually, we're a little off. There's actually billions, you know, so, I mean, right. like, you know just a little <laughs> off, you know, it's just pounding, you know, just, we're just rounding it up, you know, or down. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's, it's exciting. You know, we, you know, I wonder what we'll find out as the years come. Obviously, there'll still be tons of mysteries as always, but, uh, but it will be fascinating as we get closer because this, uh, you know, just in the last few years, the advancements in quantum physics and the, the experiments that have been done with the technology that ha- wasn't available when these theories were first coming forth is very exciting. I think a lot of the the different uh, theories and, and research that's been going on over the years is definitely bringing us closer. Uh, as you said, there's always going to be questions regardless of how close we actually get. But uh, the one uh, the one picture in the book that kind of fascinated me that's kind of on this line is the picture of the yellow entity and you call it a parallel intersect with an alien coming through uh what was actually going on during that picture being taken um you know paul just took the picture i mean it was just taken without you know there wasn't uh fanfare or flash or or stuff like that going on it was okay it was was just and it was very weird. I mean, we tried to reproduce it. You know, it's it's a very strange. And, and, you know, I still always, and that's why I worded to say, is this like something really crazy that went wrong that none of us can figure out? Not not me speaking about, you know, Mark, because, you know, me, I don't know anything about <laughs> camera optics or whatever, right. you know, um, nor would I pretend to. So, um so it's fascinating, but it actually, you know, uh, we're looking at this picture for quite a long time and Paul has been looking at it for years and it was, uh, a listener of his radio show that actually said, Hey, how come you guys haven't been talking about the, uh, the alien that's in the photo? <laughs> it's like, what? You know? Right. And we, you know, and once you see it, and again, you know, you always say, well, is this wishful thinking? But, you know, then, then I talked to Donna and I said, well, what is there? And, you know, and, and Paul's remembering what's there, but Donna knows what's there. You know, no, there's nothing on the, you know, answering all the questions. No, there, no, there's nothing. There was nothing on here. There was nothing here. No, it couldn't have been that, you know. Um, and she's been great too, because, um, you know, Paul's taken some pictures where, um, he says, you know, what is this thing in the picture here? And Donald say, well, oh, well, no, that's the oil tank over there. You know, so I mean, she's not, she never pushed any, you know, she's an extremely honest person, wonderful lady. 
you know, she, she's taking her own pictures and she said, yeah, I don't know what these are, you know, and, and, you know, we looked and reviewed them all and, you know, and, and some were the, the normal kind of optical stuff that gets through, but she's also seen orbs, you know, with her own eyes and kind of, you know, outside the, the, you know, the camera world. So, yeah. um, but you know, the only things we wanted to put in the book were things that we were pretty, we were confident at least that nobody can explain. You know that that at least a photo a photo video expert would would have a problem with right you scratch know, their head and say hmm I can explain that right they may say well I don't believe in the paranormal but you know whatever but right know, yeah can't explain it you know so um and you know that that's that's I think the best we can hope for when we're you know we're trying to screen these things right yeah. It's actually, uh, I've been looking at that photo, and I'm actually looking at it right now too. Uh, it's one that has been, that has actually interests me a lot because it's, it's definitely different. It's weird. And one thing that I've also noticed is the door that has the windows on it. The second row of the windows, the very first one, there actually appears to be an orb-like thing or a reflection or some, of some sort that also has the image of a face in it. Uh, and it's actually very, it's not humanoid type fa- face. It's, it's, yeah. Something else. It almost reminds me of, uh, oh, what is it? Jack the Skeleton King, the, uh, oh, Pumpkin King yeah. from. Talking about, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it kind of looks like. One of my favorite characters, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't notice that. Very good catch there. Now I'm going to have to enlarge this. You know. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Right, thanks. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's, what it's, that's what it's all about, you know? Well, and uh, it's, it's interesting because both him and I have done this for years now, so we catch things where some people will not. Um, where, where, where is there a question in that there, Eric? Uh, no, not in that particular statement oh, okay. that I made, no. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a question. Um, now, there is another another story in the book about Donna and about her waking up, I believe it's 1242 or something like that, uh, due to some kind of uh, phenomena going on. And it is very interesting that the 1242 also um, mimics the house number that she lived in as well. But what but when you say phenomena that she woke up to, what type of phenomena are we talking exactly? Um, I believe it was it was sprinkled throughout the book, so it wasn't like a repetitive uh, thing. Right, was, right. And you know, there always is the question, uh, and I think Shane brought this up in the discussion in the book: is you know, is it like nine eleven, where you know you see it everywhere because you know you, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she says no, and other family members, you know, say no. Of course, he also says it, you know, that sometimes uh, entities or ancestors or whatever, you know, they happen to be, you know, do try to make themselves known by, you know, calling your attention in, in some of those kinds of ways, just like they did with, you know, her jewelry and, and, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> stuff like that, which was like an ongoing, uh, you know, uh, weirdness uh, to it. So, uh, it, it is, it is an interesting, uh, phenomena. Um, and, and one of the, one of the bizarre ones, uh, which I'd like to read this entry for listeners, one of the bizarre ones for me that caught me was the, the notes being left. Um, I don't know if you remember that, uh, that entry. 
Well, it was in. Uh, you mind if I read? I do. We we got time, or we yep. need a break now? Okay. Yeah, go for it. In, uh, spring of nineteen seventy nine is uh, when it happened. Uh, last week, mom opened her mailbox by the front door. There was a note in it from two old friends. It said, "Sorry, we missed you, Betty and Fred." The only people she knows by that name are Betty and Fred Wilcox. She hadn't seen them in nearly 30 years, and she said she'd have to locate their number and call them. She was clearly upset she had missed them. The writing on the note was in pencil and very shaky. The pencil had been pressed down really hard onto the paper. When she called them, they were very surprised to hear from her. They they hadn't stopped by, and they didn't leave a note. In fact, they had not been in the area for years. Uh, today, she got a note from Ruby and Garnett. It was almost the same writing, sort of shaky and pressed deeply into the paper. She had not seen them in many years and commented that she would call them and have them over for lunch. That afternoon, they appeared at the door. Mom welcomed them in and told them that she had gotten their note and was sorry she would missed them. They looked at each other, clearly puzzled, and then looked at her and told her that they had not left the note. They hadn't stopped by, in fact. They had just decided to do so a few minutes before. They no longer live in the area, and it was an unplanned stop as they were just passing through. Wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then there's the bizarre kind of, and, th- and this, I guess, leads to, you know, kind of, uh, a- it sounds bizarre, but aliens covering up missing time kind of experience, mm-hmm. uh, which was the phantom uh, road accident where the cars were like, you know, older police and the fire engines weren't the right color and the police officer's uniform wasn't quite right, you know, and right. Um, and, and the, the couple noticed it. And, and, of course, you know, they had to literally go out of their way to get the police officer, officer to respond to them. Now, you know, you drive up to an accident scene and they're freaking, they're yelling at you. Yeah. Go back, go back. You know, you can't be, you know, they, you know, they don't want to deal with you. And they drove right up there and nobody's giving them any direction. The, the policeman's just standing there. And, you know, finally, uh, you know, the guy tells them to, you know, turn around and stuff. But it was it was just a... That whole scene was uh, bizarre, um, and you know Mark having you know the the missing time ex- experience. But that's the first thing Mark said when he heard you know about that story with the Phantom Road accident. He says you know there's lots in the literature about you know about uh, you know uh, aliens and the potential to to try to either cover missing time or you know cover something up mm-hmm. and trying to trying to mimic. Something and yeah, of course we've seen this on TV, right? Uh, uh, in you know some of the movies where the aliens try to mimic something, they don't get it quite right, and it's a little funny or something, you know? Right? Yeah. Uh, like in the Critters, where the yeah, I don't know the 1980s, you know, uh, you know horror <laughs> film, and you know the aliens take on human appearance, and and you know, and they happen to turn on MTV or something, so they come back looking like rock stars, you know. <laughs> so, you know so it's, uh, but it's that kind of thing, and it's just a really weird, uh, you know. And then they come back ten minutes, and, you know, the whole thing's gone, and it's just, just a really bizarre, uh, bizarre thing. But you know, those are the kinds of. Uh, things that happen up there and um and you know this house is just like a you know breeding ground or or thoroughfare or you know Mm -hmm. and it's funny because when i said and when i said i felt like there was but like a hundred people there and that was like right in the basement at the at the at at a stone wall and uh 
or a brick wall there. And, you know, I asked Donna if she felt anything. And she said, no, no, I never felt anything. You know, I don't feel anything. And she said, but it's funny you said that because Paul and Ben were, when, when they were here, uh, they said the same thing you did. That, that was bizarre to me. I said, they said, they said, yeah, they felt like there's tons of people there. Hmm. And I was like, wow. And, no. you know, I know it was real if I, if I felt it. Cause like I said, I don't feel anything. So, you know, right. for me, for me, when I have experience, I know it's, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, you sure you didn't wish it? It's like, uh, yeah, you know, no, nah, man, I've been wishing it for years. Trust me. Nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> I have to earn it. Come on. You know, right. But I know, I know it's funny that, of course, you guys know, but it's funny when people say, you know, you sure you didn't imagine stuff, you know, yeah. Right. It's just it's just not that easy to cause, you know, mass hallucination as everybody thinks it is. I mean yeah. being a magician, God, I wish it was that easy. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not that easy, you know. Mass hallucination is very difficult. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's uh, uh yeah, it's really neat. In fact we want to get back there again and do more uh, you know, filming and, and get more audio and stuff because you always get stuff, you know, when you go there. So it's just a real uh, always a real fun visit and, and, you know, you, you don't have to break in anywhere to go there. Yeah, so you don't right. have to worry about your car, see? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pair of fans, we're going to take our second and final break of the night and tune into Justin's Paranormal Headlines. So stay tuned. And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey, Parafans. Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. Breaking news about a real fallen angel in London is false. The fallen angel is actually a sculpture done by two artists from Beijing, China, named Sun Yan and Peng Yu. They are famous for creating their installation arts. But their new creation is that of a fallen angel. They created a sculpture of a fallen angel in the image of an old woman who has her wings, yet the feathers were missing. The artists created this amazing structure from fiberglass, stainless steel, silica gel, and woven mesh. This incredible structure gained praise and criticism from the people who have seen it. Controversial talks and debates arise from this sculpture. Human woman turns up in Mars rover image. Eagle-eyed anomaly hunters have spotted something that looks like a human figure on the surface of Mars. It was only last week that a photograph emerged online showing what looked like a large crab hanging out in a crevice on Mars. An anomaly that has since been attributed to pareidolia, the tendency for the brain to perceive meaningful shapes and otherwise abstract patterns. Just as interest in the crab started to die down, however, another anomalous object began to make headlines. This time, a humanoid figure that looks uncannily like a human woman. Unfortunately for those hoping that the photograph represents evidence of a civilization on Mars, however, the scale of the picture is such that the woman is only around 10 centimeters tall. Given the sheer number of high-resolution images being returned by the Curiosity rover on a regular basis, though, it is likely that this won't be the last time something unusual turns up. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines.
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Hey, Pair fans, welcome back to Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric. I'm Justin. And we are speaking with Bill Hall. On his new book, The Haunted House Diaries. Now, Bill, we are coming up to the very end of the show here, unfortunately. Uh, and before we let you go, though, we do want to give you a chance to tell people where they can find you, where they can find your book, and, of course, any other type of information you'd like to share. Oh, yeah. It's uh, really easy because uh, everything's at one place, which is William J. Hall, H-A-L-L, author.com. Uh, from there, you could uh, get a signed copy of my book directly from me if you'd like. Uh, and it's got, of course, access to some free stuff and Facebook and, you know, all, all the other, all the other things you need to know. So everything's right there. Um, and it even has a calendar of, uh, events, you know, where, where I'll be appearing as well as, um, interviews and other, uh, other shows. Uh, probably not as good as Paratruth, of course, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, not, I mean, not biased at this particular moment. If but, we weren't very good, you wouldn't have wanted to come back. So, well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> unless they know me, then nobody's going to buy that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, get my book anywhere that uh, great books as well as lousy books are sold. Hopefully, mine's in the other category of <laughs> at least in the middle middle aisle, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think they'll enjoy it. I I like the variety of it personally because of being able to do you know part one is a diary, part two is like the other phenomena around there, and then part three is kind of an investigation and theory and philosophy. So I, I like the mix of it. Uh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, especially since you started with their diary, the the diary entries, and you kind of get a feel for what was going on at the farmhouse at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, what was really cool is, you know, when I first met Donna, cause she had given me a binder where they were all typed out and stuff. But she said, oh, Mr. Hall, so you, so you know this is real. So she brought out this box and it just had a pile of these papers. And there's a picture of some of them, you know, in, you know, in the book. But I mean, it's just a, a giant pile of papers, envelopes, you know, manila papers, yellow papers, white papers, you know, all different inks and what, you know. Mm. And, and it was just all the entries that she wrote on miscellaneous piece of paper for over the 50 years. You know, it's just that to me was fascinating to see. I was like, yeah. okay, you know. Right. You know. And of course, I, I knew it was real because it was, it was a nice case to get into because, I mean, there was a lot of that stuff already done for me so you know if paul passes me and says here's here's a great thing for you well i mean he's been doing he's been doing that since 2005 there so yeah it was nice and easy you know i didn't have to go in and do all the preliminary stuff i already knew it had it was a solid case but even if it even if i 
you know, had my doubts, which I didn't because I, you know, I trust him. But just seeing the box of those things, you're like, you know, nobody writes 50 years worth of, you know, either she's out of her mind or, you know, (laughs) or this is real. And it turns out it's probably both. But I'm out of my mind, too, so I really do like her. So, All right. Well, Bill, thanks so much for coming on again. It's been a pleasure and an honor. And uh, whenever you have a new book, we'd be more than happy to have you on again. Oh, great. So um, let's come. All right, sir. You have yourself a good night, and we will talk to you again soon. All right. You too. And thank to you guys, and uh, thank you to all the listeners. All right. Have a good night. Good night. All right, folks. That was Bill Hall, author of The Haunted House Diaries. Uh, if you ever, if you haven't heard our episode with Bill from before, definitely check that one out, uh, about the most, the world's most haunted house. And then, uh, this one too, it, it was definitely a lot of activity in the house and he documents it all down there. So definitely a very good and interesting read for you guys. Yeah. There's actually a lot of interesting stuff in this book and, you know, some of these photos in particular, and Justin, I was, I was talking to Bill during that, that last break there. I actually imported that alien photo into uh, my photo editor, and I ended up changing the definition, the exposure, saturation, and shadows, and highlights quite a bit to really help define this face that I was talking about in the window. And uh, I actually just sent it to the parachutes. Uh, email. So oh. you should check it out yourself as well before I send it off to Bill. It is definitely interesting. I'd love to get your input on that before, uh, you know, I'll push it through. Yeah. But yeah, it, and actually, like I said, very good catch because I honestly didn't see the, the face before you had mentioned it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. It's almost like, I guess in one sense it could seem alienish, but to be honest, it, <laughs> It almost seems like, uh, what's that movie that, that, that's coming out now? It's Sinister. Oh. The first, uh, well, obviously, there's a new movie coming out because the first one's already out. Yeah. But it actually looks a lot like that demon god thing that they oh. have in there. Yeah. Uh, in that movie. It's almost pretty creepy. But, uh, regardless, anyway, we are coming up to the end of the show. Now, I know we have quite a couple things at least not quite a few but a couple of things we'd love we'd like to uh share with our listeners if i'm not mistaken you got a couple things right justin yep uh all right few things really fast on friday we will be having our next s files and it's going to be actually based on paratruth radio episode one i mistakenly thought we could not get it because there was a bunch of errors going on when I tried to get it. So uh, we're going to actually split that into a two-parter because for some reason we were wanting to do a two-hour episode when we first started. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do a two-parter of uh, Night Soccer's episode one. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, Paratruth will be at Scarefest. I am looking Ooh. forward to that. Uh, a lot of great uh people going to be there from both paranormal and horror as well as guest speakers and uh i think you guys are going to be really interested as well especially if you are one of our non-christian listeners if you are christian listeners and you still you know you're into the horror movies you're into the paranormal shows uh definitely check us out if you are 
uncomfortable with those things, I do not encourage you guys to come. There are a lot of things there that you guys are not going to agree with, and it's definitely not something that you want to put yourself into if you're uncomfortable with either the paranormal or the horror. But uh, we, 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 we will be there. So uh, if you are going to be there, definitely check us out. We'll be wearing our Paratruth Radio t-shirts, and uh, we will be doing a live episode as we're walking around actually Friday night, so you won't hear us on our usual Sunday. It'll be on a Friday, the Friday the 11th that we get there and they do their opening shindig stuff. So, right. Of uh, course, you can always listen to the recording afterwards on Sunday well, right. if you prefer. <laughs> but, hey. <laughs> right. So, uh, definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be exciting. Haven't been to Scarefest in six years. So yeah, 2009 <laughs> was the last one. Yeah, so going to be an awesome time. So if you guys, like I said, if you're there, come find us. We'd love to meet you. We love hearing from our listeners, and it would be even more awesome to meet our some of our listeners as well. Absolutely. So. Definitely. Uh, also, on another note, I do want to give a shout-out to Brittany Kane of Los Angeles. She donated $100 to the Indiegogo uh, fundraising campaign for the revealed. So I definitely want to thank her. It's awesome. You know, and not everyone can afford to give a hundred dollars. I'm not even sure she can, but she willingly did. She's supporting the revealed. She's going to, with that hundred dollars, she's really helping us push forward and make this movie all that it's capable of being. So again, thank you, Brittany for, for doing that for us. For those of you listening, if you're interested in knowing more about my movie, The Revealed, we have currently collected around $1,300 or so. Uh, I am trying to collect quite a bit more here. Uh, I hate using the word collect. I'm trying to raise a little <laughs> bit more here. Collect's bad. Uh, no, no, I'm not using this money for any personal reason whatsoever other than to make this film. And this film is... You know, it's helping a group of us create something that I believe is truly going to be beautiful and just very educational in a sense, especially when it comes to the paranormal community. So if you're interested in supporting us, check it out. You can go to the Paratruth Radio website at paratruthradio.com. Click on the Creative Works tab. And then, of course, scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll see the synopsis of The Revealed, as well as a link to The Revealed's Indiegogo campaign. And if, just so everyone knows, because this is an issue that we've had in the past here, if you're interested in collecting any of the perks, and now the perks can be anything from a shout-out on the Revealed social media to collecting a signed copy of the script, a signed copy of the movie, and even... having your name credited as an executive producer of the film, you're going to have to go to the bottom of the Indiegogo page and click on collect, or not collect, you have to click on choose perk, and when you do that, it'll let you choose which one you want uh, and and then take you from there to uh, getting your information to pay and, of course, the shipping address and everything like that. And shipping is free for any of the perks, so you don't have to worry about that. It is a one-time donation, whatever you put in, and I will receive the money for this film. So definitely would love your help. It'd be wonderful and much appreciated. And on that note, I think we are done for the day, right? 
Uh, actually, I did want to oh. tell everybody really fast. Eric was on Deception Detection Radio uh, about an hour ago. If you guys missed it, go check it out. Uh, he got interviewed about the movie by Kay Carswell from Deception T- Detection Radio. So definitely check that out as well. Yeah, that's an awesome interview. We talk about, obviously, my film, but we talk about other films as well a little bit here and there and just uh, basically what the film genres of today are doing and why they're doing what they're doing. So it's definitely a fun conversation, a little different from the normal uh, interviews that both her and Justin and I perform right. on a normal basis. So you'll definitely want to check that out. I think it was awesome. It was a lot of fun to do, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yep, and then next week we will be doing the Revealed on Paratruth as well, so definitely stay tuned Ooh. for that. Yeah, and then, of course, it's only like three weeks after that that I'll be out for almost two months, yeah. literally creating the film. So, so <laughs> got, a, got a busy schedule ahead of us. Yep. But we are done today. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good luck on the upcoming work week. Uh, stay focused. Keep everybody, all your friends and family in your prayers, as we will do for you as well. Uh, and don't get too stressed out. I know I get stressed out a lot when it comes to work and school. And Justin, I know he gets stressed out when he's not near the radio show. (laughs) So anyway, we'll check you all next week. Same time, same place. My name is Eric. I'm Justin. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Parachute Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com and you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day. Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.